Welcome, everybody, to episode 198 of the Two on Three podcast, where if two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes, you should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me pushing for Born Legacy to be seen as a Hawkeye prequel at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find you altering reality to suit your entertainment needs on social media? Oh, I do my absolute best to bend the, the, the will of reality to my own at SEATJK. <laughs> I, I support your, uh, your, your Renner retcon. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. I mean, it's, Why not? Why not? It, it, makes that be- it makes that movie fit in the world a lot better. Mm. So we just, we just do it. I just do that. I do that all the time. It's like there are better movies in my head. And so I just, <laughs> I, just, I just map that over the top of movies that already exist. And then I enjoy them in that way. So, you know, it's just, it's easier for me. <laughs> it, it, it satisfies a couple of things. It satisfies my need to watch movies over and over again. And it also satisfies my need to imagine things. So now tell um, me how Hawkeye fits into the town. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> well, it might be we, tougher. We might have to get, we might have to get listener Josh on the show for this. Cause maybe it's a, it's the deal where we're going to do impromptu plot shop where, uh, all right, so Jim, right? Yeah. Uh, is is that in fact uh, a Clint's previous name? And he he got it was it's a it's a uh, triple X situation. Like yeah. uh, you you've been mm. you've been caught for the crime, so you now have to work with law enforcement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We I we, we, we sent something special in you. Yes. <laughs> he I didn't think... actually die. They yeah, resuscitated we, him. We did like uh, I remember we did a while back. We did um, movies that should be like should be like a trilogy. Like mm-hmm. I just made movies that should have fit. Maybe we, we'll find secret prequels. I like it. Yeah, that'll, we'll 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 save that for the new year. But All right. In this, as we close in on the Christmas holiday, we're we're going heavy with with the with the Christmas theme tonight. So absolutely, uh, we're going to talk about non Christmas Christmas movies, which is always which over the last few years has picked up a lot of steam. There's a lot of that going around. I think people get tired of the standards and they're just looking to mix it up, right? <laughs> they're looking for reasons to to shop outside. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about a, uh, a, a an outside view into into the Christmas holiday. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what your your favorite Christmas movie mean, you know says about you as a person, and we'll make judgments about each other and you, Absolutely. the listener. <laughs> you love actually people. I, I'm judging you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the stupidest things ever said, followed by the OT. But as we uh, as before, we kick off into segment one. I I came across this this piece of holiday some some dubious holiday math. Mm. Now I'm I'm totally here to hear an argument about how the working class doesn't get a fair shake in this town. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But if you're going to make an argument, I just assume you use like real like you 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 think a little deeper about it. Because here's what this guy Chris Thompson says on Twitter. He says, "Time for your annual reminder." Doctor Chris Thompson. Doctor Chris Thompson. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Do- I'm just doctor saying. of what? I don't know. Anyway, Doctor Chris Thompson, who, you know, he time for your annual reminder, which means he, maybe he says this every year. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I didn't dig very deep into him, but he says that according to a Christmas Carol, Bob Cratchit makes 15 shillings a week. Adjusted for inflation, that's $530.27 a week, or $27,000 a year, or $13.50 an hour. Most Americans on minimum wage earn less than a Dickensian allegory for destitution. Mm-hmm. Now, immediately this should red flag for you. Mm-hmm. That 15 shillings, 15 shillings mm-hmm. in 1843 money is somehow like... Five hundred and thirty American dollars. So that was that was my first red flag. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm like, hey, tell me a story, whatever. But I had to figure it. This, as someone who I feel I have a decent handle on numbers, I had to figure this out. I was like, mm-hmm. that does not feel right to me. So the first thing I did was I figured out I didn't know what fifteen shillings was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the first thing you have to figure out. There are twenty shillings in a pound. So fifteen shillings is 0.75 a pound. Point like it's point seven five of a of the British pound. Yes. Okay. So I, I just decided I would just look at that in today's exchange rate, and in today's exchange rate, that's about a buck in in 
you know, if I look, if I took the today's exchange rate now, mm-hmm. I didn't go for back for historical exchange rate. Maybe back then it was had that higher buying power. But I'm looking at today. So I did it. Worth, in it's reverse. worth about a buck. So I, I did it in reverse. I took okay. the pence and or the, the shillings, uh-huh. and I said, "What is that worth in U.S. money at the time?" Okay. Well, so, I, fifth, so I went backwards. So that, hang on a second. Okay. So right. you're getting there. Yes. Okay. So I said that's worth about a dollar today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I so if I took that dollar from 1843 and bumped it through time, mm-hmm. right, it comes out to about, you know, it comes out to about, you know, comes out to about a oh, hundred bucks. A week. A week. Right. Which is 75, which comes out to about 75 pounds per week. Right. So 100 bucks a week. So that's like 400 bucks a month. Which is horrible. Which is horrible, but it's certainly not $530 a week. No, his, his point is that, in fact, yes, Bob Cratchit was even poorer than, no, than he's claiming no, I, him to be. I'm saying he's poorer. Right. But what, what, what he's saying is that... That, that a that, modern American minimum wage worker is poorer than Bob Cratchit, but that's not true. It's not true by a long shot. Well, I understand what you're saying, but like, okay, so if we, this is how I did the math, which is, okay. so one shilling is equal in, in, at the time to about 30 cents, 30 US cents. Okay. Um, so at 15 shillings a week, uh, he's making roughly four fifty, four dollars and 50 cents. Um, Adjusting those dollars for inf- inflation, that's about a buck, $170 a week um, or $8,800 a year, about just under three bucks an hour. Okay. So, yeah, it's off by like a factor of two, right? Yeah. At least but, by a factor of two, by a factor of like. Well, no, because minimum wage is like seven bucks. So if you're minimum making. Minimum wage is like 15 bucks in this town. I, well, you're talking about in Seattle. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, you're, a, that's you're an exception. Nas- I'm talking so about national saying- federal minimum wage. I'm not. I'm not specific okay. to Seattle. I'm right. Very much like federal minimum like, wage. Okay. Yeah, it's like whatever seven seven fifteen or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, bad. So I guess my point is that I, I'm with you until I started to like people are dunking on the the math being wrong, and I'm like, okay, so I don't know that we're we should get all excited about the fact that being you know twice as rich as as the poorest person in a, in, in a, literature in a, in a poverty allegory <laughs> right. it's like the dunk that you think it is it's not the dunk that i'm thinking i'm just saying you. that if you're going to make i know i know there are people in the comments that yes. you know you can't whatever way up his ass on the but what on the qrts but what i'm saying is if you're going to make this kind of 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 argument for the fact that low wage workers have it hard and they've had it hard since the beginning of time Let's be clear, and it, and it, and it's always been difficult for low wage workers, and low wage workers have to deal with a lot of stuff that we don't have to deal with as 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 higher wage earners. Mm-hmm. And I get that, and I'm down to and I'm down to help them, and I'm down to to do, you know, to do what you know, to sort of level the playing field. I'm good with that, but you have to make cogent arguments if you're going to put them out on the on the internet to make. To make to make it retweet worthy, it was like thirteen thousand retweets. Well, on people this. aren't going to fact check this. I mean, well, you know, I mean, you know what QAnon is, right? <laughs> yes, but but yes, but if you want to, if you want, if you, if you want to, if Chris, Doctor Chris Thompson wants to be held on the same playing field as QAnon, he needs to make a more cogent argument. Is that? I mean. <laughs> Right? <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. I, I get that his math is off. His heart's in the right place. Yes. And I, other, the other aspect that people doesn't, don't seem to be taking into account here in, in the comments is the fact that relationally, Scrooge would have been worth like, you know, many thousands X Cratchit's wealth. Mm-hmm, for sure. But that has now exponentially increased. You know, it's a boss. It used to be the boss makes 10 or boss makes 100. I make one. Now it's, and that's, you know, maybe that's the Scrooge Cratchit situation. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, boss makes a million. I, I get like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So but relationally. But, but also Cratchit didn't have worker protections of any kind. <laughs> he also had like six kids. <laughs> right. One with a limp. So, I mean, anyway. So I totally, I understand where he's coming from. I would just, I would just encourage him to make, you know, mathematically more sound arguments than what he's making. The irony here is 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 hilarious. It's just hilarious to me though, because this is exactly why, uh, like liberals and people who do want things to get better for for lower income folks can't win, because you're right. I don't disagree with you. You, you don't want to put out this kind of thing that can be easily debunked and then cast aside as as not compelling. Right. And yet, on the other side of the aisle, it doesn't matter at all 
<laughs> you say whatever, and it's like, yeah, and I'm pissed about that, even though it has well, no bearing in reality whatsoever. So my point is that we do this thing where we hold ourselves to a higher account, um, and and it, and in doing so, take the teeth out of a lot of the the opposition. But meanwhile, the opposition party doesn't give a flying fuck about whether or not the things they say are accurate. No, and that's and the. But, but there are people who are living in the middle somewhere who would catch a, who might catch a very solid argument and go, you know what, that that really that really gives me something to think about. This just makes me check his math and go, God, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, <laughs> which is too bad. But anyway, I have my own I have my own logic around low wage workers, and uh, and I'm always hoping that we can do better by them. There we go, and the Cratchits, you know. Well, yeah, and it shouldn't take three ghosts to make most people like have a little more have a little more heart. Than I think that if three do. ghosts showed up at Elon Musk's house, he'd wake up and post it about him, be like, "Oh, lol, fuck these ghosts." <laughs> <laughs> He's not changing his mind. Yeah, Elon Elon Musk living in his fifty thousand dollar house on the border mm. <laughs> <laughs> for another day, perhaps. All right, segment number one. All right, in segment number one, we're going to talk about the non-Christmas Christmas movie, which which started some years ago where everyone said, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And it was the sort of the, the, the alt take. Everyone was like, no, it's not. Well, yes, it is. And we used to like to have fun arguments about it. It's still going on. I, I, know. I, I couldn't be participated. I'm so I almost I'm so proud. I think I said this before on the on the on the show. I'm so proud of myself when I type a response and delete it. <laughs> like, you know what? No. I'm not getting sucked in. Right. This Die Hard is a Christmas movie is hot dog is a sandwich argument. It's, you know, we all have, we've, it, it's been around yeah. so long that we've all, we've all got our corners. Just go to your separate corners and just leave each other alone. My, uh, my very short take on this is that it's been argued. I know but my very short take on it is that uh, the, the Christmas party is the impetus for the, the heist. Therefore <laughs> the, the, the movie could not happen without it being Christmas. Yeah. Which therefore qualifies, right? It's basically about it's basically about greed and in the Christmas spirit, one man defeating gr- the embodiment of greed. Sure, you could even make an argument that's a Jesus allegory. That's you absolutely. <laughs> no, you know, bloody feet. Come on, it's, yeah. it's so e- yeah, very easy, very easy. So, uh, but I'm going to go through this list of non-Christmas Christmas movies, and you, you, you tell me if you feel like they're Christmassy. Okay. All right, so there's there's a lot of arguments made here. The first one we can talk to you about is Gremlins. I've heard lots of people say that Gremlins is a Christmas movie, and I would say that I never once thought of it that way until this very year. <laughs> yeah, the um, I think that that um, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, it is definitely set in the Christmas time. Yes, and again, at one point a, the Gremlins are wearing a Christmas like a Santa hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a whole like an outfit. Like yeah, so it's just a little bit about. Um, you know how people. Uh, from my perspective, it's like how people don't aren't happy with what they have, and then always want more, and then realize what they have is was good enough, was plenty, yeah. right? Yeah, I think and it so, is. I think it qualifies. I think it captures the spirit. The spirit of Christmas. There's a. There's definitely a Christmas story to be told inside inside of Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while though. Me neither. Does it age well? I'm not really sure. I, 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 I couldn't tell you that. I don't think I've watched Gremlins in this century. <laughs> so, like, where do these people come up with it? The, the, there's that weird, like, is, is he Asian who gives him the, who gives him the Mowgli? Like, he's like this, uh, like, uh, really, if you're like the caretaker. Of I'm these, sure like, it's some sort of racist mystic thing. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he's Asian, but. Should you just be giving these to like teenage, like college, early adult boys anyway? I mean, is it is that the smartest move that we've that we've made? It's just a Furby. <laughs> Batman Returns. As a Christmas movie. So this is hilarious because I had forgotten that it, it, it very much had, it prominently features like Christmas in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like the decorations are there all the time, are all over the place. There's a lot of snow. Um, it's not not a Christmas movie, but I don't think it is anything. This is where I start to, where, where if it's happening at Christmas time, right? But it doesn't necessarily connect to it in the same way. I think there's something about whether the movie has that evocative spirit that you that you mentioned, and right. I'm not sure that Batman 
Returns has that. Yeah, and I and I'm looking forward to Michael Keaton putting on this Batman costume again. I wasn't before, and I don't really love. Like I don't have a like soft spot in my soft spot in my heart for Michael Keaton Batman movies, mm-hmm. but because I think Burton's way too interested in bad guys and not enough interested in Batman, and I'm more interested in Batman, and he always felt like he wasn't, which is fine. But the um, but I think th- this movie feels a lot more like loneliness. It's like a, it's more of a treatise on loneliness, right? We have mm-hmm. Outcast, we have you know, Selena Kyle, she's lonely. We have the Penguin, he's lonely. Batman, he's lonely, and they just... Yeah, maybe the compelling event is Christmas, though, right? I don't know if that's what brings... <laughs> I'm not really sure that that's what brings them together. It's snowy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's snowy. I'm, I'm going to say it's a not. I'm going to say if someone... I'm, I'm going to say that's not a Christmas movie. Okay. All right. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So I'm going to go with yes, because I want to... And really across the board, because mm-hmm. Harry Potter, again, I think talking about the, the, the evocative spirit of Christmas, um, there's mm-hmm. always some extended sequence in the snow. And there's always some extended sequence over Christmas break because right. they need a scenario where the just the kids are at school and the, the, yeah. the kid the school is not like light, uh, the school is lightly populated right few teachers mm-hmm. few students that are staying over the holidays and that's right. always a key turning point in the books and the movies and I feel like watching Harry Potter around this time of year I think it'd be a fun sort of marathon to to do over the course of I guess it's not a marathon if you're gonna break it up but right. it'd be a fun series of movies to watch like in the holiday season it's got that vibe. I was trying to think when they released these movies, and I think these were summer release movies. And I didn't, and I, and you can fact check me on that. But, I try. Um, but yes, there's always a big piece. Christmas plays a big part in every every Harry Potter film because it's always a year of his life. It's always the school year of his life. November fourteenth, right? two thousand one. What's that? November. They're almost always there. So there are a couple that come out in the summer. Uh huh. But like okay. uh, the first one is November fourteenth. Okay, okay, so it is a holiday style movie, and mm-hmm. and again, I think I think Christmas plays into it, but mm-hmm. I always feel like it's just the it's just the it's just the halfway point of his school year, so it just and so right. they always so Rowling always makes Christmas kind of a big deal because again, they're he's stuck at school, he doesn't go right. home, and things happen. It's, it's a say, good time to make things happen plot wise because exactly because there's there's nobody around. I would say it's they're not Christmas movies, but they do suit the mood if you're looking for something non-Christmassy to watch around yeah. Christmas. I did I some years ago I did basically turn on the TV for a Harry Potter like marathon mm-hmm. that included like left it on that included Fantastic Beasts. It went from like six a.m. to like four a.m. the sure. next day. Yeah. It, was, it was like almost twenty four hours of movie. So many commercials. Uh, no, this was uh, this was HBO, so it was, oh. it was commercialless. All right. So uh, I enjoyed those movies. I wouldn't say they were Christmas movies, but that's. Uh, I think we perhaps disagree on that. No, I think they're not, but they oh. think that they are suitable. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right. Nightmare Before Christmas. Absolutely, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's absolutely a Christmas movie. Just it's a movie it's, about saving Christmas. Yes, it that's just happens is, to be. It just happens to be done by this crew of Halloween people. Correct. Yeah, easy. But this that's is... what I'm. We've had this conversation before. I, I don't think on the show, but we've talked about this movie for sure a number of times, especially publicly on the internet. It's all holidays. You can watch Nightmare Before Christmas anytime between Halloween and Christmas, and it's fine. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Lethal Weapon. This is kind of a new one. People are starting to argue yeah. Lethal Weapon now that Die Hard sort of everybody's sort of got their got their side on die on die hard now people are starting to play the lethal weapon game like is well, lethal weapon a <laughs> and this is one of those movies where they're playing the christmas songs during the violence right <laughs> and so then i think it has to be chris a christmas movie right but it's just shane black this is just what shane black does he just writes these movies set at christmas and i think it's just so he can use christmas carols in his movies right. i bet the fun. licensing is easier Oh yeah, I mean yeah, they're probably like yeah, public yeah. domain. Yeah, and this is not gonna be hard to score this movie. Like, oh yeah, we'll do run, run, Rudolph during the chase scene, and you know, we'll, whatever. <laughs> the uh, um, is it is it though? Is it a Christmas movie though? I don't know. It's a, again, I've never considered it as a Christmas movie. <laughs> I never thought to myself, even after he's like shaking people down at the tree lot and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm just. It's. It doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like. Uh, you know what? I. I'm a little sad because this was a time when we could root for Mel Gibson. Like Mel Gibson was like. I. I looked forward to like Mel Gibson. Like uh-huh. I, I must have watched Lethal Weapon on like 
cable like a million times. It's such a good movie. It's well, such a good movie. And now and now he's so he's he's just so odious that it's it's hard highly to highly like, tainted. It's hard it's hard for me to just jump back to nineteen eighty four, eighty five or whatever this was and go, Yeah, Mel, sweet. I like, think if yeah. you're gonna have uh, dude bro Christmas though you could do worse than Die Hard Lethal Weapon and Batman Returns <laughs> I'm gonna throw this next one in Long Kiss Goodnight now I, I can't I can't think too much about Long Kiss Goodnight my favorite the only thing I can think about um, the only thing I remember about Long Kiss Goodnight is that it's the first time that someone gets blown up that I can remember gets blown up and she's He's it's either her or Samuel L. Jackson or somebody. They're in a chair and they get and a bomb goes off and it blows them out of the building and into the yard <laughs> instead of just incinerating the chair. Right, right. Yeah. It's just like you know, like and then of course the most famous one being Tom Cruise on you know blowing up a helicopter and having it blow him back on the train in Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah, like. <laughs> just, but I remember, the, this is, is he like he has a force field around his body, right? Right, yeah. like he's indestructible. Like yeah. he's like he's the uh, the transporter's car. Like, <laughs> like he never gets dented. Like completely. I don't remember a ton about this. It's uh, but uh, I remember really liking this movie um, and watching it many many times uh, on DVD in the in the the late nineties. Um, and once again, Shane Black, <laughs> Shane Black writing at Long Kiss Goodnight. So that's why it happens at Christmas. There's it's not. Good. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. How about how about the? Well, let's do one more here. The Chronicles. Okay. It's the Chronic. What? Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, I'm gonna say the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I'm gonna say yes, but only because of all the Jesus bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> make it. Does that make it a Christmas movie though? I guess it's snowy. Right. And uh, and Father Christmas does show up. Everyone shows up. Have you seen that? Have you seen that video? The viral video of like yeah, the woman like, pretending to be Tolkien, talking, <laughs> yes, talking to C.S. Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Yes, a nymph. I thought you said that this was a Greek mythology sort of thing. <laughs> Father Christmas, show. Father Christmas. <laughs> I would say that again. It's a lot like Harry Potter. More direct Christmas content, but um, more about the vibe than actually yeah. being a Christmas movie. It's a witch, and she serves some Turkish delight. What? <laughs> She just what? A white witch <laughs> knows about Turkish delight. <laughs> I'll have to repost that from the podcast account so our listeners can get a, a full taste of what we're talking about. Yes, but those are those are some of those edge. These are edge case movies. If you're looking for something maybe slightly, uh, yeah. you know, outside of you know Rankin Bass claymation, which I don't know why you'd want to like do anything outside Rankin Bass claymation. Those are the only things I want to watch at at uh, at, uh, at Christmas. But if you're looking for something that's maybe slightly more tangential mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you could make an argument for, that's a that's a pretty decent list. As far as straight Christmas movies go, I like that Kurt Russell Christmas Chronicles movie that he released a couple years ago. There's a there's a one and a two. I, I don't two is not my favorite. One is hilarious because there's an extended music scene where Kurt Russell clearly was like, "So uh, yeah, I'm gonna sing in this movie. <laughs> like we're gonna do a whole musical number where I'm the lead singer." fair have you seen this movie no it's I've, not bad you should watch it yeah, christmas the, chronicles yeah i mean I've, i remember seeing it come out and it's like kurt russell's doing santa eh. he looks he's a great santa he's fantastic yeah. at santa yeah it, kurt russell's funny which is right which you know which i like but i that that movie missed me so all right well you can pretend he's ego from guardians of the galaxy 2 <laughs> that won't help <laughs> <laughs> that actually won't get me to watch it all right segment number two now, we live in a great melting pot, so people from all over the world come to our country, and many of the people in this country celebrate Christmas, and some people come from cultures that don't know jack squat about Christmas, which is right. great, because I don't know jack squat about a lot of other international holidays, really. to be honest with you, um, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to learning about them, should I, you know make a friend or meet somebody who comes from a different culture. I'd yeah. Like tell un- me all about your stuff. Yeah. I'd like to understand more about like things like Diwali and all these other things. So, yeah. I mean, Hey, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll take some time to, to understand it a little better. But, um, that being said, there's a gentleman who named Muhammad Hussein says growing up, my Muslim family, my Muslim family never celebrated Christmas. This year, I'm not going home because of the pandemic. So my roommates are teaching me how to have my first proper Christmas. 
I'm approaching this with, a with anthropological precision. Here are a few observations. Number one, Christmas is a part-time job that you have from <laughs> mid-November to the end of December. From the outside looking in, Christmas always seemed pretty simple. I always thought you just put up a tree and gave gifts. This is a lie. <laughs> it's, it is. He's not wrong about this. Um, as soon as we get to Thanksgiving, I start feeling the pressure to get the lights on the house. Yeah. Because the kids want it. Yeah, you're a, and you're much more of a decorator than I am. You you do a proper Halloween, and you do a proper you do a proper Christmas decoration for your house as well. Indeed, like my here my decoration for my house is I have like this one like nice looking sort of bush tree mm-hmm. that that gets a that gets a gets a covering of of colored lights, and then I have like the laser star shower that hits the house. <laughs> That's it. That's my <laughs> whole. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I have like no. 200 feet of fence, and I swag lights all the way down the street. Oh, see, you're you're that's commitment. I love that. No, I just you know we don't have a lot of curb appeal. Like we, like you don't see a lot of my house from right. the street anyway. So like doing a bunch of decoration wouldn't doesn't impress the neighbors. It doesn't make for people driving by to go, ooh, sweet. But but it's nice that you it's nice that you you. Uh, we also live at the end of a dead end, so I'm, it's not for the neighbors. It's really just for my kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good for you. I like it. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Observation number two. People have very strong feelings about their Christmas traditions. If someone is insisting that a certain food is what you have to eat at Christmas morning because that's their family tradition, do not suggest alternatives. They will stab you in the neck. <laughs> Did, do you have food traditions? No. Um, I have preferences. Okay. But I'm I'm flexible. I don't yeah. care. What would you? Uh, so what 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 would you dial up for your Christmas morning for your uh, for your for your that meal like the first meal of Christmas? Oh, I think I'd like to do some uh, um, eggs Benedict. Would be mm-hmm. ideal mm-hmm. for for my Christmas morning. Well, you really want to work hard, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I figure like waffles and some scrambled eggs. And that some, works too. Again, some, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. This is actually. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about. That's the strife I'm living through with my holiday. Uh, I'm like trying to change plans on my family and them not reacting well to this. Right. And this is the thing where I struggle with, you know, maybe perhaps being on the spectrum as we discussed a few episodes in the, <laughs> in the past. Sure. Where it's like, I very much like, yeah, Christmas is cool. I like getting in the spirit. I love doing it for the kids. I like, you know, getting together with family. I like everything about Christmas, but I can't shake the... I'm with you, Scrooge. Christmas is just another work day, and any jackanapes <laughs> who thinks otherwise should be boiled in his own pudding. Now, maybe not quite that part, that, that hard, but yeah. I, it, it really is for me. It's like, this is arbitrary. We could just do this in two months. Like, sure. there's something about it where it's like, I get, I don't feel the attachment that other people feel to the date itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do just wake up. It's like, okay, it's, now it's time to open those gifts. Yeah. No, I like, I mean... You know, for the more religious people, I get it. Sure. You know, I've I've sort of uh, I, st- I don't have a, a strong religious feel for the holiday. So I think people who, I think when I was a kid and you know growing up like seriously Catholic and all that kind of stuff, Christmas had a lot of had a lot more meaning, had deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's just a time to be with family. You're yeah. wrapping up the year. It's you know, but I don't have like I don't have hardcore. You know, I'm I'm throwing some Pillsbury crescents in the oven, and you know, you know, making the best of it. Is well, and that's why I do the decorating because for me, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's about. It's a, the, uh-huh. To me, it's about taking the time to do it up the house in a way that it's not normal. We right. get a month out of it. I want to actually, I want to get some more garlands. I was watching some Christmas movies, and I'm like, I want to put some garlands around the windows inside. That looks really good. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why these people have lights though with no power. I mean, it's battery powered, and it's only on for a couple of hours because it's a movie. Uh-huh. But, you know, they always have their garland is always lit, yeah. like in the valances on their windows. And I'm like, how does that work? Where, where's that power coming from <laughs> if you have a set dresser they will just go ahead and make that happen but for regular people there you go it's just like my wife and i talking about renovations to the house and she's like oh and then what if we did this and i'm like all right well so where's the plumbing and the, and the electricity going to come from <laughs> let's move the bathroom from yeah. this side of the house to the other side it's like she's what like, i don't it's like, what are you talking about she's learned now that she prefaces it she'd be like tell me if this makes sense i had an idea <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise, I just get frustrated. I'm like, yeah, no, how long do I listen to this completely inconceivable plan? <laughs> <laughs> like lights on the valances of the window. All right. Observe, observation number three. You can buy yourself a gift, but you can't stuff your own stocking. So said, I don't understand this one, but I told my roommate I bought stuff for my stocking. They said, that's not a thing. <laughs> he says, I don't care. I bought myself mint chapstick, and I will fake surprise. Um, you know, when Someone has to stuff their own stocking. 
when you're a single dude, now first of all, if you're a single dude and you've got single dude roommates, like I don't expect my roommates to buy me a present. No. I don't expect them to stuck stuff stuff my stocking. If they want to give me something little, <laughs> I wanted to stuff my stocking. Don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. <laughs> don't be nasty. Um the uh you know, just let's just let's just crack open some whiskey and buy ourselves presents and like that and that's great. And let's watch some TV. I mean, that's what I did with my <laughs> my my roommate that when I when I was a young younger single guy. That's that's what we did. Yeah. But it's like I might have bought him something. I might have bought him a little something, like maybe, I maybe I bought him some whiskey that we both drank. I right. mean, that's kind of, yeah, and like that's he the did, move. and he did the same. Right. He, he bought me whiskey that we both drank. You know, that's that's I. But I stuff your own stocking. Like you, you expect my roommate to like put stuff in my stocking. No. So my dad and I did the Seahawks playoffs when it was on over Christmas one year. It was like we mm. just paid for each other's ticket. Sure. Right, so it's like right. it didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing actually <laughs> happened. Right, we just acknowledged that we were giving each other the gift. Here. Right. Um, I'm gonna here. There are two streams of Christmas ornaments: the yeah. fillers and the keepers. Important. The fillers are generic one, and keepers are meant to be more special and unique. The second stream is stored in your family's reliquary <laughs> to be one day passed on to your children. He yeah. said, "I bought this one. They're hell of ex- hell of expensive. It was sixteen dollars. It's a everything bagel. <laughs> he <laughs> bought himself an everything bagel um, ornament, and um, it was sixteen dollars. Yeah, I bought a couple this year. I'm, I've been trying to because we did the we got a bigger tree this year, mm-hmm. and we replaced the old fake tree with a new fake tree of, of significantly larger size because we have high ceilings in our living room, and we've mm-hmm. always been putting the, the small tree from our old house just in the short corner." But oh. this year, I got the big tree and put it. I had to get on the ladder to decorate it and everything else. Uh-huh. And we have like, a lot of inor- ornaments, like, but nothing like that's pre-lit, really... right? The whole thing where yeah, yeah, the yeah. lights are all yeah. like you just you just like plug you like stack the whole thing together and then you it lights up. Yeah, exactly. Kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of ornaments, but a lot of them are, are fillers. And mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to start getting some more keepers. So I bought, uh, I got one where there's an octopus on a gold globe, kind of like a kraken kind of theme. Oh, okay. I got a I got a shiny sparkly Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, you know how much yeah. I love Bigfoot. <laughs> I got the Dick's Drive-In Christmas ornament. Oh, that was a sweet one. That's yeah, a I'm good trying one. to. We're, I'm trying to make it a little Seattle. We got some other stuff. You know, we've had a couple for years. I have like mm-hmm. a, a glittery Washington football and like a, a husky it. snowman. There's a couple of good ones in there. Some like a frosty beer mugs. But but I think that's every sort of family's like uh, like goal, right? Is to yeah. start with fillers, yeah. and then over the years, the ratio from filler to keeper, like changes so that when kids get older they come back home for college or they come back home with you know later as adults they look at the tree and go oh i remember this one or right. you know you walk around the tree and you go hey that's awesome yeah you know I, i'll never forget the like the, the trunk that my mom used to keep the ornaments in there was like this like blue glittery steam trunk <laughs> and it was all the, all the christmas ornaments were in it was like opening that thing up and decorating the tree is one of my favorite times of year yeah that's cool the uh the um yeah that's tremendous i mean that's the i think that so i'm going uh to my mom's house and she will have some of these things on there and uh one of them in particular is a picture of me like with a hilarious like swoopy haircut (laughs) (laughs) which i can very easily post at some point like hermie the dentist it's it's no it's it's more of like you know it's a 90s it's a Mm -hmm. 90s floppy haircut this this you know segment has reminded me that I need to get an, an appropriate reliquary for our our ornaments because right now we just have a couple of different boxes with like you no, know, no 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 safe it's packing to, it's no. time to it's time to get the the thing yeah yeah for sure I'm gonna get some kind of weird Tupperware and make it really fancy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh, so I mean that's great that's a good list I think that people I think when people look into this holiday especially in this country as as big as it is. Mm-hmm. That it extends far beyond its, you know, it's, you know, it's all these things that are mashed up together, right? It's this religious mm-hmm. holiday. It's the solstice and the way that other cultures, like European cultures, especially celebrated the solstice. They sort of just, the Catholic Church is great about like just scooping shit up and like saying, hey, this is our holiday now. <laughs> all these, all these Christmas trees are ours now. They're ours now. But, I imagine you know. they showed up in like Germania in like, you know, whatever year it was. Like, oh, well, we need to teach you the word of Jesus Christ. So, like, we're trying to have our fire party over here right well oh well guess what it's jesus's birthday 
lines up perfectly with what you guys got going how, on. How nice of you! How nice of you to decorate all these trees and like. Let's you know. just add it in. <laughs> oh, Catholics! You're so you're so good at this, you know. He wait does till mention. We get, oh, wait till the we religious get to, aspect is is optional. Yeah, it, it totally is optional in America these days. It's like mm. it's mostly a secular holiday now, anyway. But that's what I put on the, the. We have to fill out the holiday quiz for the kids' school, so like the mm. teachers are aware of what we celebrate. And I'm like, yeah. the major American secular holidays. <laughs> right. That's what I wrote. Right. Yeah, it's like in the spring during the spring during the vernal equinox, we're gonna stick another big giant <laughs> Catholic holiday right about there. Right. 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 You guys can suck it up because we love it. We're All the it. trees are blooming because of Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Because he died and came back to life. That's right. There. See? See how that works? Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's like John And now Lennon's you can just keep doing what you're doing, but just add the Jesus on top. Right. This is, it's like, it's like the John Lovitz pathological. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, uh, and, and that's why the, that's why the trees bloom now. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the ticket. His body's committed to the earth and his <laughs> nourished the land. <laughs> See, yeah. see how easy that was. Just Very come easy. along. Just, just come along. Just don't <laughs> think about it. Just do it. Right. Yeah. Why are you screwing around? Quit screwing around, people. <laughs> All right. Segment number we- three. What were you going to say as I rudely interrupted you? Then? No, you didn't. You were. It was that was the appropriate time that I was trying to tack on some. I would love to hear from our listeners about their Christmas traditions. Oh yeah, me too. Like, what do you do? What do you make? What do you do to make it special? And, and yeah. Like, are you mad that, you know, would you rather it just was a winter solstice <laughs> festival? You super into the Jesus thing? I don't know. Yeah. Someday remind me to share you, uh, with you, um, years and years ago, uh, I had made up solstice and equinox songs. <laughs> okay. That I, that I sing to my wife on the equinoxes and the, uh, and the, and the solstices. And I made them up. 20 years ago and we mm-hmm. sing them now like they're like folk songs like everybody knows them <laughs> like my kids know them and like and we sing them and it's like you know we're the only people in the whole world who know these songs for so, now for now someday send your kids on missions thousands of years from now people will be singing the 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 uh the so- the winter solstice song and it'll be and then they won't know who made it up it was me <laughs> fyi i look forward to it all right so here in segment three, we're going to talk a little bit about what your favorite Christmas movie means about you in particular. Mm. <laughs> Which we're going to be a little judgy here. Well, because it's our, because it's our podcast. That's right. <laughs> we, can, we can be as judgy as we want to be. But you can, look, let, let people. I'm going to caveat the whole thing. All right. Like what you like. Right. Let people like things. Right. But there are some things that people like that are objectively questionable and sometimes objectively bad Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to shy away from pointing out when i think that might be the case (laughs) fair fair enough let's just start let's just come out guns blazing because let's just get love actually right out of let's see let's get right out in the open all right people posting on twitter like i can't wait to watch love actually this year it's my absolute favorite i'm like big red flags remember the red flag mean from like three weeks ago that's Selling yeah. me, telling me, love actually is your favorite Christmas movie. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Twenty, yeah, twenty red flags yeah. for you, for you. Yes, if you say that is your favorite, I'm probably just going to run the other way. I mean, so single guys out there, if you're if you're dating a, a dating someone, and they tell you that their favorite movie is Love Actually, you should just leave them. Take take whatever presents you bought them, and take them home with you, and and return them to the store. While you buy yourself stuff, the after after Christmas sales. If your mall. favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually, then you are someone who point blank face, refuses to face reality. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor Keira Knightley, the child bride of this whole thing. Ugh. It's like she's married. She's an eighteen year old girl who's seventeen. She's a high school senior who's marrying a twenty eight year old man while his thirty year old buddy wants to marry you instead. I think this is all you really need to know about love, actually. I can't. I don't need to say anything else. I never get over it. (laughs) It's so the whole movie is about men behaving inappropriately. Yes. Yes. The prime minister who causes an international incident over his issues with his girlfriend. Regardless of how cute that is. Right. It's still still the only person who may who may sort of get off of this clean is um, Liam Neeson. His character is the only one who I think 
escapes the uh, the 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 judgment of of uh, at least my own judgment. I feel like he's the only guy who's got an excuse in this whole in that whole movie. I think people just like it because it's aspirational. Yeah. Like, what you you want to be rich? Yeah. And like, <laughs> like and your problems. Yeah. You want to be rich in English and like yes. have a proper holiday. Right. Then you have to decide whether or not to spend the holiday in your mansion or in your like you know fully staffed vacation villa. <laughs> exactly. Tough life. <laughs> what if they say their favorite movie is Die Hard? I at this point it's it's cliche. Yeah. Like if you say your favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, I feel like you're just five years behind the counterculture. And maybe trying too hard. Yeah. I enjoy Die Hard also. If I get to watch it this year, maybe I'll get to it. But it's not a priority. If I if I fall into it, I'm definitely staying. But that being said, I've I've seen it 150 times. I just don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really need to chase it anymore. Mm -hmm. The um. Oh, this is now. This one should have made. This next movie should have made the list of Christmas. Is this a Christmas movie? But it's Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> as a Christmas movie. <laughs> Never once did I think of Eyes Wide Shut as a Christmas movie. But if you say that your favorite movie, Christmas movie, is Eyes Wide Shut, you should go to prison. That's that's what I think. I First, like. It, if you wait, if you say your favorite movie is Eyes Wide Shut, you should likely go to prison. <laughs> if you if you say that Eyes Wide Shut is your favorite Christmas movie, you should one hundred percent go to prison. I like what the author here says about you're one hundred percent likely to describe Christmas Day as it's, as its very core, just another day, which I believe I just did about fifteen minutes ago. Yes, that's right. We wake up and go to sleep just like any other day on the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> Are you enjoying Christmas because you want to, or it's, but it's because or it's because what society has told you to do? <laughs> I don't like Eyes Wide Shut, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I think I've watched it the one time. Yeah, and then that was that. Was I never enough. was like, I need to watch that again. No, pass, pass on that one. Um, yeah, leave your leave your Stanley Kubrick remarks aside. All right. Um, any of those Netflix-produced Christmas romances? <laughs> they say Christmas level twelve to ten. Now, um, this probably also includes Hallmark Channel mm. things. Now, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna admit that I have I have not watched a Hallmark movie, Hallmark sh- show since Lori Laughlin got booted off the network. She was the only. She was the only reason I showed up to the Hallmark Channel, mm-hmm. and now that she's persona non grata, I'm not, um, not really interested. Um, as far as the Netflix produced ones, I've never seen any of them. Although there's, I saw. I was looking today because I was looking for something to watch, and uh, I noticed that there was a Carrie Elway's Brooke Shields okay. <laughs> Christmas Christmas Castle movie where she's apparently trying to buy a Scottish castle. Okay. And 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 I was mildly intrigued. <laughs> was there anything about the tapestries? I, it must have been. Of course, it. I mean, it's like you know, it's a terrible movie. But if you're down for some, if you're down for some, you know, there's a lot of people around the house, or you're busy, you might turn on one of these movies and probably just like say, "Hey, it's Christmassy," and and I'm happy with it. The closest I've come to a Hallmark movie is, um, and I may have watched one, sort of like passively. I think maybe you know my wife may landed on one one time or flip around channels, but uh, two years ago I watched the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix Christmas movie, The Night Before Christmas with a K. The Knigget Before Christmas. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Watch yourself. <laughs> um, and I didn't hate it. I didn't. It was dumb. Sure. Oh, but I didn't sure. hate it. I didn't hate it. Wow. I mean, didn't hate it is actually a more than I, I'm surprised. <laughs> so there you have it. What if they say their favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone? I think Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie. Really? I really like Home Alone. It is great. It, uh-huh. it like it's nonstop. There's no slow parts. It just moves, and it moves in such a way that it doesn't even. Bo- it's not even bothersome that some of the logic doesn't make sense. Um, it, why doesn't she ever call the house? Yeah, I guess it's- she tries. Right? He just doesn't pick up. It's a caper. And then, you know, the thing is, it's also before, it's also before cell phones. So she can't just call all right, the time. Right. right. She's trying to, she's trying to, she's trying to make her way back home. Yeah. And in doing so. Like, right. She's separating herself from the ability to connect with him. 
right on the telephone yeah yeah uh, by trying to get home but anyway i i don't seek home alone out at all like during the year i'll never i'm never gonna watch it like just randomly mm. during the year but i look forward to like sitting down at least once almost every holiday season and watching home alone the kids are getting a little fatigued with it like we've seen it <laughs> who cares come on he's gonna give these two the he's gonna give these two the the business and daniel stern deserves an oscar for this movie <laughs> He delivers an incredible performance when he's getting wrecked by the various McAllister traps. The screaming, mm-hmm. the just the faces, it's 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 incredible. Stern's wildly underrated. Mm-hmm. Like as a second banana cuz he did that whole mid 80s, that sort of mid 80s, late 80s like it was either like can we get Daniel Stern or can we get Bruno Kirby? Like, uh-huh. and then in, in City Slickers they get them both. Yeah, so yeah. it might be like it's like it's like the king of the second banana, comp- comedic guys. But that's the that. But they, I always I feel like I Bruno Kirby was like, we need an asshole, but not like Jeremy Piven level. <laughs> we need a guy to be sort of just perturbed and slightly annoying, but yeah. we don't want to hate him. Right. Right. Yeah. But Stern was always like affable. Like he. He was, and plus he's the voice of the Wonder Years, so you know, of course, yeah. it's like all these. All these he takes things, such but. great pleasure in his work too. Like the Wet Bandits thing is objectively stupid and bad, <laughs> and like really just mean. And he sells it for me. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. You just, you just, you just. It's a, it's an elementary school prank, and you're including it in your burgling. Right, right. And he's sort of like along for the ride. It's like it always feels like robbing houses is Joe Pesci's like idea. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, okay, I'll help you. Right. But if I'm going to help you, I'm at least going to have some fun. So right, I'm just like sticky turn hand. Off. Right. Like <laughs> the sticky hand. I think that's Home Alone 2. <laughs> right. The Home Alone 2 is a whole different story. It has the, its the moments. It has its moments. It is wildly psychotic and sociopathic. Oh, what is, is Tim Curry doing? Breaking into the hotel room to try to catch this fraud? Like... <laughs> The whole thing's off the rails. They just like, they thought to themselves, oh, we'll make a cute sequel. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? All right. So they, they mentioned this other movie called Carol. I don't know it. I don't know it, but now I want to watch it. It says, when you're done ripping your own heart out by watching Carol, light some candles and make some hot chocolate and watch The Holiday. <laughs> huh. Apparently, it's it's it's. It's terrible. It's uh, People are having a bad time. Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett fall in love in 1950s New York. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like it's got plenty of pedigree. Yeah. It sounds like something I could watch. Yeah. Seems a little serious. Yeah. I'm going to do this last one. It's a wonderful life. And now, I've mean, never seen this movie. I'm never going to see it. <laughs> this, is the, this, is the, this, is, this is This line makes me cry it's like, i'm just going to use this opportunity to air my theory that this film does not actually exist <laughs> i've heard of it yes who hasn't heard of it but have you ever seen it you have not <laughs> i have seen it's a wonderful life and it, there's some wild shit it's 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 crazy i know all about it right i know all about it but i have never seen it i don't want to see it and i I, every time I see a clip of it, I'm reinforces my belief that I don't have the interest in seeing this movie. <laughs> it is a, it's, it might be worth watching just so you can sort of try to get into the mind of the people who wrote and produced it. Or like, really? Like, yeah. Anyway, I did see some guy on the internet getting roasted for like writing an article that essentially defended the bad bank man in the movie. <laughs> Oh wait, or is that Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? <laughs> that must be. I don't know. I, I don't, don't have any it's... idea. Those, are the, as far as I'm concerned, those are the same movies. Yeah. Anyway, this is before we wrap this up and go on to the next segment. Um, I just want to shout out for Scrooged, which mm. didn't make any of these lists because I love Scrooge. It's Scrooged. It's fantastic. Scrooged is make like a top five Christmas movie for me easily. Maybe a top three. Mm-hmm. That twelve minute improv at the end of the movie that Murray does is unbelievable. Like it's funny and it's heartwarming and he just gets it and it's manic and desperate and comes from his heart. And I, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, it's amazing piece of cinema. Scrooge came out when I was too young to appreciate it. Mm. And then when I saw it as a teenager, it didn't really resonate with me. I was like, I don't, this is weird. I don't like it. Like it's not. And now I watched it again, actually for the first time, start to finish. In 
Oh, it had to. It has to have been twenty years. I watched it this year, and it is so good. <laughs> it's really it's incredibly yeah, good. It's incredibly good. So, I'm going to put that out there as uh, one of my favorites. So, if you've not seen Scrooge or haven't seen it in a long time, you should definitely uh, toss it into your uh, into your streaming catalog this uh, this Christmas season. All right, fantastic. Thank you. And you know what time this is? Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. Oh, I was not ready for what the rejoinder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just sing that. I'd sing the intro tonight. <laughs> Now I'm trying to do it to Marshmallow World. It's the stupidest things ever said. (laughs) Marshmallow World. It's been stuck in my head lately. I've been trying to learn it on the piano just for fun. All right. Tech support. No. Tech support. I'm going to reset your modem. Are you on your landline? Because it will disconnect our call. Are you using a cell phone? Customer. I've got a laptop. Yes. But are you using a cell phone to talk to me right now? I've got a laptop. (laughs) Okay. Well, what I'm doing will reboot your modem. That's okay. I'm on a cell phone. (laughs) It's like talking to my children, honestly. Right. Do you you speak English? (laughs) Are we speaking English right now? Right. Like, what are you doing? Stop thinking whatever you're thinking and listen to what I'm saying. Mm. (laughs) Let the words come into your head. Yeah, yeah. You have to to lower the response (laughs) shield and just let... The, the words enter your brain right. and then respond to them. No. All right. Here's a White House economic advisor, Kevin Hassett, during an appearance on PBS's NewsHour. And this is uh, last year. So a huge share of government workers were going to take vacation days, say, between Christmas and New Year's. And then we have a shutdown. And so they can't go to work. And so then they have the vacation, but they don't have to use their vacation days. And then they come back and they get their, their back pay. And, in, and then they're in some sense, they're better off. That was during the government <laughs> shutdown. I think it was it two, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know what the, <laughs> they're better off. Because they got unpaid time off, essentially, is what he's, what he's. But then they get back pay for that time off. That's what he says. All right. Well, yeah, he so they, should they, know. He's a high level government official. Obviously, he knows. <laughs> it's better for them to get furloughed. And <laughs> yes, then hope. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Here's a sign on a bus in London. In emergency, pull Handel and push door to open. So Handel is misspelled. This is Handel. Mm-hmm. And now I get that this seems nonsensical. Pull Handel and push door to open. But that's how every emergency exit works. Right. The Handel is a latch release. <laughs> yeah, but, but that sign is made specifically for Gretel. <laughs> push Handel and then get out the door. Just, 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 you don't have to be faster than the witch. You just have to be faster than Hansel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, college football announcer during USF Tulsa. There's really no restriction on what he cannot do. <laughs> the double, the the, 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 the weird double negative. Nuked from orbit with the double negative. There's no <laughs> limit to what you can't do. <laughs> Wait, what? Backhand, that's a nice backhanded compliment. It's like, oh, God, yeah. you know what I really appreciate about you? There's no limit as to what you can't do. I think that next time I'm dealing with an employee who didn't get their work done, that's what I'm going to say to them. <laughs> God damn, there's really no limit to what you can't do. Huh? <laughs> the Time It Takes host, Joe Lysett. Who designed St. Paul's Cathedral in London? Contestant, St. Paul. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good answer. Good it, answer. It's his, right? It is. Here's a label on knockoff whiskey in Japan. I like this a lot. Johnny Worker, red labial old scotch whiskey. Well, <laughs> listen, stay away from the labial whiskeys, kids. You're Johnny you do not Worker. Want, you don't want to go down, you don't want anywhere near labial whiskey. What about blue labial? <laughs> Any labial whiskey <laughs> you might just clear away from. Just and finally, in a police blotter, suspicious circumstances. A woman called police Friday morning when she heard banging on her door. She said when she screamed, the person left. Police checked the area and were unable to locate any suspects. They did, however, locate a UPS package on the front porch. <laughs> that's, that's, a, uh, 
that's that's kind of how I felt like going around like trying to talk to neighbors during like campaign <laughs> oh, yeah. season. Like you knock on their door, you're like, oh, in please, a pandemic, just don't, yeah, just don't fucking yell at me. Just I mean, just just tell me you don't want to talk to me, but just don't don't yell at me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about when the people next door were having an estate sale and the people were flooding our street for like three straight days? Okay, and, like starting no, I, at, like in the dark, at, like six a.m. Really? Like door bust in the estate sale? Yeah. And like uh-huh. one extremely old man, like somehow got confused and walked all the way up our walkway and like up onto our porch and then nearly rang the doorbell before he realized that it wasn't the right house. And this was during Halloween. So my house is decked out right. in Halloween <laughs> stuff. I don't think it was until he set off the motion sensor on the animated witch on the porch that he, I, I was, I'm glad he didn't die. This man was so old. Like... <laughs> Moving so slow, and I can't. He put his hand on the railing. There is a snake skeleton attached to the railing. <laughs> he put he his just, hand on it. Just keeps walking. What is this? Oh, there's bones. All right, and he just keeps coming, <laughs> not undeterred by the snake skeleton under his hand. Why are old people attending estate sales? Doesn't that seem antithetical? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't watch American Pickers. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like you're just collecting stuff that you're just gonna have to have at your estate sale, dude. I think that's pretty much it, right? Probably some sort of antique. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to round out my estate sale, my my forthcoming estate sale by yeah. buying stuff from another estate sale. Yeah, I'd like my, I'd like my, I'd like to people, I'd like for people to think I had good taste. Right, I'm happy with my inventory, and I know I'm getting ready to kick it, so I'm trying to clean things up. So when people have to come clean my house out, right. they got, I got some classy shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Fair enough. Overtime. Overtime. All right. Here in the overtime. We're going to talk about pills. Pills? <laughs> I could use some pills right now. Anyway, there are, uh, there's a, this is a pretty common meme where you get to either like spend money on yeah. actors and, and sports Here's a people. Chart. Pick your Here's preferences. A chart. Here's yeah. a chart. This one is pick two pills. Mm. All right. I'm going to read them all off and then maybe we can focus in on a couple of them, whatever. So. I have, I have some questions about these things. So, yes, yes. There, so there's uh, number one, look 15 years younger. Two, read minds for three days. Three, forget your ex. Four, eat without gaining weight. Five, add five centimeters to your height. I need a Canadian to help me with this. Uh, <laughs> six, become super strong. Seven, have a lot of money. Eight, always feel happy. And nine, get millions of followers. So first <laughs> of all, nine... I was just five centimeters is about two inches. <laughs> okay. All right. So nine is straight out for me. Get millions of followers. Who gives a shit? It seems, no, not only who gives a shit, it seems bad. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively bad considering the stuff I post. <laughs> not even just considering the stuff you post. It just seems bad. I don't, like, right. I, I, don't I every once in a while run a foul. Like, I'll reply to some large account, and then someone is like, I got called ma'am today. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know why you're assuming that I'm a woman. Right. It's a weird, weird choice. Right. Um, anyway, go on. All right. So that was out. Eight, always feel happy is a bad one. This is... Those pills you're exist. Not, yeah, those pills exist. <laughs> you are not meant to always feel happy. You mm-hmm. should experience the range of human emotion. It's healthy. People who don't believe that are... Someone sold you something. Uh, but always feel happy is a bad because you, there are times when you need to feel remorseful or angry or mm. or determined or whatever. You can't always just be happy about stuff. So. No, I mean I see how ignorant people live their lives. It looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Always feel happy is out for me. Which also is forget your ex. Number three, forget forget your ex. They're your ex. Forget your ex anyway. You don't need a pill for this. Why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? What exactly. else is there to say? Right. Right. Exactly. Okay, so look 15 years younger. Now this is a this is a this is a this is one of those I'd like to feel 15 years younger, but I don't care to look. I'd like to I'd be okay if I looked the way I look today but felt 15 years younger. Like my body if my body was 15 years younger, like acted as if it was 15 years younger, but I still looked the same as I would today, I would take that pill today well if you make my body 27 i am in the greatest shape of my life so <laughs> this is, uh, this is very appealing to me <laughs> this is very um, i mean like i'm still i'm still in my late 30s but you know you're still pretty vital in your late 30s yeah. 
Just I for mean, me specifically, was, 15 years yeah. ago, I, I was fantastic. <laughs> right. So it's appealing, so, but it's not worth it. Right. I don't know what look 15 years younger. I would rather feel 15 years younger. Yeah. This is, that's a, read minds for three days. No, thanks. No. I don't need to read, I don't need to read people's minds. It's not going to be interesting. Yeah. It's torture. It must be torturous. That's the whole thing about being Professor X, right? Like, no wonder he's, like, he just, he, like, walks by people and reads their mind, their thoughts. And just, he must well, just be like, God damn. Just look at social media. That's the stuff that people choose to post that they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. And you that's can just awful. You, you can read people's minds because they're sharing their, in a, they're sharing their thoughts with you on social media. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Become super strong. I, this one feels, this one feels pretty good to me. Of the I'd nine, like, it's, it's got to be I'd the like, one. I'd like to be super strong. Yes. Yeah, I mean that feels like it feels like it has utility. It has function to me. I do want details. Like I need to understand like what that means. What How impervious means? are you? Yeah, like no, even if I wasn't like even I know we have, we have this discussion about superpowers like right. yeah, if you have to if you want super strength, you have to have invulnerability, right? You have to be able to grab a car at least like, partially. Not, yes. Yeah. You have like to be like tough. like Power Man, like Luke Cage. You got to yes. be at least that tough. Yes, because even if you were strong enough to lift a car, a car would rip your hands, like right. the skin on your hands, clean off. Or if you like, dropped it on your head, do you die? <laughs> like it seems like a problem. <laughs> right, right. But become super strong feels like I could use that. How'd you Adding, kill? How'd you kill the superhero? He lifted up something heavy, and I scared him from behind. Right. <laughs> I played uh, "I Feel Good" by James Brown. Right, right. Right while he was lifting stuff, <laughs> um, add five. I'm not. I don't need to be any taller. I'm good. I How about you? I can use two more inches. <laughs> you're going. You're considering the five centimeters. I, well, not when we consider the, the the final pill. All right. So eat without gaining weight. Oh, not that one. Eat without gaining weight seems gluttonous to me. I don't really think. I think I'm okay. I mean, I've been pretty good about my diet lately, and and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, so I, I don't I don't really need to eat without gaining weight. It says eat without gaining weight, but does that like affect your like cholesterol? Stuff? Right, right. Like, There's a lot more that goes into it than your weight. Yeah, I was gonna say this. The only thing really standing in my way of like actually being in the shape I want to be in is my own choices. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm currently making decent choices. So I'm actually I don't think I need number four. Number seven, have a lot of money. This is why I don't need to be two inches taller. <laughs> I have a lot of money. Pill it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's a lot of money? I just imagine that it's enough that you can... So to me, a lot of money is you can do whatever you want without consideration about whether or not you have to worry about if it's going to impact you in some negative fashion down the line, what, like, what like is, from a leisure perspective. Like so, I what can do, you, so what do you say? What, what kind of, what, put a number on that for me. I don't think private citizens should be able to go to space <laughs> on their own. I don't I'm, think that that's a thing we need to be funding. I'm thinking in terms of like a lump sum, like after tax in the... Eight to ten million dollar range. I prefer a hundred million dollars, but yes, hundred million. What do you do with a hundred million dollars? Whatever the fuck I want. Well, um, you can. What? What can't you do with ten million dollars that you're no, going to do with a hundred million dollars? It's funny. I didn't. It's having a lot of money is such a weird. Like you say, it's such a weird sliding scale, right? No, I, right. I, I, I hear you. Like, there's no reason to be ex- like exceedingly wealthy to be able to do right. the things that you want to do. But I don't think that you know what you say. Like, what you say, eight to ten million. That's not enough for me to like have a suite that i don't have to go to like just at the seahawks games you know what i mean like sure. like i'd feel compelled i still it's still like it's not enough. i want enough money that i can have like frivolous things and then not feel compelled to have to use them that's, that's 10 million 10 million dollars a day roughly nets out to about you know if you're getting five percent out of the market mm-hmm. you're talking about what you're talking about 10 million so five that's 500 that's you know you know five hundred thousand a year which is fifteen hundred dollars a day yeah in interest alone? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, so, I'm with you on this. Yeah. So 1500 bucks a day, if you, it would be pretty, I mean, that's that's all the FU money. All right, maybe it works out. That's all the FU money I would personally need. Well, what I would do is what, what, what all rich people do now, which I didn't learn until this year, which is to never have to claim income tax because you just borrow against your yeah. considerable wealth oh, and you live on borrowed money, so you which is a tax, tax write-off. Right. That is Dude. a bad system. Rolling debt is the whoever came up with that genius, evil genius, but oh, genius. No wonder we can't buy, we can't pay for anything. <laughs> that, that is a that is a it's a baller move if you can do it. I'm trying to figure out how. So to So enough do, money to do that. 
I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do rolling dead on uh, one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> this is your retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> how can I? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take ten percent, which is eighteen thousand dollars. Anyway, all right. So, um, so, so, what do you think? I'm, I'm going with. I'm super going strong with, and lots of money. I think super strong and lots of money feels like the right thing to me too. Yeah, I think that. Uh, and then just let the chips fall where they may have over that. The other thing, you know, I you know, I always told my wife that if we won the lottery, like Powerball, mm-hmm. like we would never tell anybody we won. Mm-mm. Never. No. 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 You do that move where it's a trust. Have you ever yeah. have you seen this whole thing where I think we may have talked about it at one point where you establish a trust and then the trust cashes the check uh, cashes yep. the ticket for you, and then you your name never shows up on it, and, yeah, then, and then you, you get live paid. On, and then you just live out of the trust that has right. not doesn't have your name, and then. I wouldn't tell the kids. I wouldn't like my wife and I would be the only people who knew. I wouldn't tell family, but yeah. you know, things like vacations would get nicer. Yeah. And my job would get quote unquote easier. My job would right. get easier. And I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, if the kid, I'd be a little more lenient at the kids. Hey, I want some new kicks. It's like, oh yeah, I'll buy you some new shoes or whatever. Yeah. I'd start a, um, I'd start a rumor that, that I made a bunch of money in criminal enterprise. No, like, no, just, in my family, like just I would never oh, say it, but like somehow no. I would make sure that someone who I knew would tell other people <laughs> would know that I had like obviously not actually done this, but yeah, like that that somehow that I had done something that seemed quasi illegal to have set us up with our giant fortune no. that well, that, would, that, that no one can actually prove that we have. Yeah, my yeah. big move would be like to tell people like, "Oh, I'm starting my own consulting business because I have a couple of clients," and then and then I would just travel places to play golf. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, where were you? Ah, oh, I was working with a client yeah. in whatever." And then you'd be like, "Oh, okay, great, okay, cool." And then I would stop posting on social media. I'd delete all my social media accounts. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. No, I'd be a rich ghost. And then and then when I croaked, and my kids go, "Wait a minute, my parents had." $237 million. <laughs> Those bastards. They're lucky they're dead because I'm going to kill them if I find this out. And then I'd write them a note. It's like, dear kids, do not tell people you have this money or your life will turn to shit. Put it in your will. You can't have it unless you do it this way. Right. And no, I mean, it's your money now, but yeah. I tell you what, let me tell you how to live happy. Don't tell anybody you have this money. Love dad. You know this whole thing about everybody thinks they're going to be rich someday is one of the big reasons that this country sucks, right? Listen, I, I no, I don't. I'm, I'm a saver. You know, I, I married a girl who's a saver. We do just fine. I'm not talking about you. I mean, that's who else is there? (laughs) (laughs) Who else do I give a shit about? And on that note, that's our show. (laughs) How's that for a Christmas thought? (laughs) Thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod where we endlessly pursue life's ideal recipe for apparently long-term money management and uh, enjoying your holidays. Subscribe to the show, review it, please. Tell your friends and your enemies and meet us here. We'll be here back next week with more pop culture, some kind of end of year rap thing I'm sure we'll do, life strategies, and maybe some existentialism. But until then, Merry Christmas.